Trinus Magnus Jabs Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and I've been releasing quite a few episodes of Trinus Magnus Jabs Reality lately, and as I look back on it all right now, the one thing I've noticed is, well, I guess the two things I've noticed, the first is, number one, there have been quite a few of them lately. Number two, they've all related to Superman in some way or another. And I guess the simple fact of the matter, guys, is Superman is a very big subject for me. You know, that's probably the worst kept secret of this entire podcast. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Now, speaking of this podcast, there are certain things that... Guys, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I'm probably never going to talk about it. I mean, I don't want to give you like a gold-plated guarantee or anything like that, but there are certain things that you're just not likely to see an episode about, you know? For example, The Empire Strikes Back. Guys, I honestly can't picture ever doing an episode about the empire strikes back and it's not because i don't like the empire strikes back on the contrary i love the empire strikes back it's just that so many people have said so many things about empire that it's it's like what can i possibly bring to the table that you guys haven't already heard before you know i mean i would I, I don't think I've ever really said this out loud before, but I think I was pushing my luck a little bit just by releasing the three episodes that I did about the Star Wars prequels, you know? I mean, you want to talk about a subject that's just been fucking talked to death. Holy shit. The prequels have been talked to death. But I still think that my episodes about the prequels were, like, original enough to justify the existence of, uh, of those three episodes that I did. But, you know, guys, if, if you disagree, well, I don't really have too much of an argument for you, you know? But when it comes to things like, you know, uh, Star Wars 77, Empire, I'm just probably not ever going to do a show about those. Because, like I say, what can I say about those movies that you haven't already heard a thousand frickin' times? And probably better than I could say it, and probably from people who actually saw those movies in theaters, you know? Which some would say is maybe the the uh, more important criterion, you know? And so, I don't know. I mean, like maybe I shouldn't say never. I'm just saying it's really unlikely that I'll ever do a show about Star Wars 77 or Empire, or even Jedi for that matter. And where I'm going with all of that is to say that for the longest time, Superman the movie was sort of quietly in that same category, you know? And it's not that I don't like Superman. Obviously, I love Superman, you know? Uh, because as I said at the start of this whole spiel, I've released three episodes of Trinus Magnus Jab's reality over the last week, all three of which bear on Superman in some way or another. So obviously, I love Superman. But Superman the movie is just, it's one of those things that, again, it's not that I don't like it. I love it, you know? But... I don't really have an interesting or original take on that movie. I mean, I love it for all the same reasons that you guys probably love it, and so what more is there to really say? And so for really the entire life of this podcast, I kind of found myself in this position of like uh, an enforced stalemate where 
yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about it, but damn it, it's all been said by somebody else, but I want to say it too. And no, I can't, you know, because it's just, it's not worth listening to if everyone else is saying it. So what the hell? And then, and then, news came down the pipeline that Warner Brothers, for reasons I can't say I fully understand, they had decided to release an extended cut of Superman the movie. And there are probably people out there that can tell you more about the broadcast history of Superman the movie, the extended cut. There have there, got to be people out there that can tell you more about like the broadcast history of that thing than I can. But long story short, you know, you can Google it if you want more information. But long story short, back in the 80s, when uh, the Salkinds uh, sold the TV rights for the Superman oeuvre, they... What they decided to do, you can call it a money grab if you wish, but uh, what they decided to do was basically extend the runtime of Superman the movie by adding something like 40 extra minutes of footage into the movie, basically so that the, the television debut of Superman the movie could be spread out over two nights. Pretty much is what it comes down to, you know? And so... And like I say, I mean, you can be as cynical about that as you want to be. That is still what happened. And for the longest time, you know, and I'm talking about like the Jurassic Age of the Internet, guys. For the longest time, this extended cut of Superman the movie had had, had kind of assumed a sort of uh, like mythological level of importance among fans. You know, man, if you haven't seen the 1980s TV version of Superman the movie, then you, good friend, have never seen Superman the movie. Not really. And that seemed to be, you know, the basic attitude that a lot of people had. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, I saw the this extended cut of Superman the movie back when it was on TV, but guys, I was a kid. I mean, I, I don't even think I was in kindergarten yet. I mean, this thing, this, I was just really fucking young when this movie, uh, was aired on TV in this form, you know? And so it's one of those things where like, you've got kind of a hazy recollection of it. You know, you dimly remember it, but it, it's just not a very clear memory. I mean, like you remember, God, I'm belaboring the point here. You remember the excitement of seeing it on TV, but you don't really remember that all the fine details about, you know, the different cuts and, you know, what scene extensions there were. You don't really remember that stuff, you know? And so that was pretty much where I found myself with Superman the movie, The Extended Cut. And this whole situation was made worse by the fact that, yeah, you know, bootlegs of... I don't even know what to call it. It's not even really a bootleg, but like pirated versions or, or however you want to describe it, copies of this extended edition of Superman the movie had been floating around on torrent sites for I don't even know how long, but a really long time. And the reason that I never availed myself of any of those torrents is, honestly, the quality's kind of shit. I mean, we're not even talking about VHS quality. We're talking like, like this is sub VHS quality because the source is VHS, but the, but this is like broadcast television in the fucking 80s, and so. You know, this was probably from an over-the-air antenna that people were using, and it's just, it's shit on top of shit with shit in between. You know, there's just, there's, and on top of all that, it's in 4.3, too. Huh? So there's no way I'm going to want to watch that, so no, no thanks. So I just thought, well, 
like to the degree I thought about it at all, I thought, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to let this one go. I'm never gonna see this in decent quality. And this is one of those things where if I see this thing, I wanna see it in decent quality, you know? Give me decent quality or give me nothing, you know? And so, you know, like I said, this isn't something that I lost a whole lot of sleep over. Truth is, I always sort of preferred um, the theatrical cut of Superman the movie. And I mean that in a very specific way because they remastered uh, Superman the movie in 2001 for this kind of aborted theatrical re-release because, hey, we can make that those Star Wars special edition dollars ourselves. And, you know, there's a lot of criticism about how that launch was handled or mishandled as it happens. But, you know, whatever happened, happened. And so they remastered the footage and this took the form of, they didn't exactly go full special edition on, on Superman, the movie, but there are, are a couple of little minor tweaks that were done to the movie that I think they stand out to me just because I was so familiar with the theatrical cut of Superman, the movie, you know, and I mean the original form of it and probably the most famous example that anybody can think of is that bit, you know, blink and you miss it, but it's that bit when uh, Superman is about to fly past uh, the dam. He glances over his shoulder. He sees that Jimmy's about to plummet to his death. So he turns on a dime past the camera and then zooms off toward uh, zooms away from the camera. Now he banks toward the camera, zooms away from the camera. And basically he's hauling balls to, uh, uh, catch Jimmy before he falls off the dam. Right. It's this little quick two or three second shot and then it's over. But in the theatrical cut, which is to say the version of the movie that was shown in theaters and was released on home home video for all those years, Superman's bodysuit isn't actually blue. It's, it's kind of this, uh, off green kind of aqua color. And the reason for that is because that was a chroma key shot. They basically uh, strung Christopher Reeve up in front of a blue screen, and uh, that's how they, they made the shot. And so when they – what I assume somebody thought about was, you know, shit, we, we kinda, we're kind of in a bad way here because Superman's outfit is blue. So if we chroma key this shot, the blue of his bodysuit is going to get taken out too. And that ain't good because it's going to look like Superman's head, fists, trunks, cape, and boots are just flying around through the air without the rest of Superman's body. And what the fuck am I looking at? And so it just it wouldn't wouldn't turn out all that well. So what they did was they shifted the color of the bodysuit closer to a sort of a color of green. And that worked, I guess, well enough to uh, uh, to to fix, quote unquote, fix this shot and basically give Superman his blue bodysuit back. And, you know, whatever. I mean, you can call it being nitpicky. You can call it being a purist. But damn it, Superman in that one shot wearing that kind of aqua color bodysuit, that's what people watched for all those years, you know, and that's what I want to see. And that's not in the director's cut. Now, to me, the director's cut has a lot more problems than just that, especially like that shitty remixed sound. That, that soundtrack that, that uh, was used on the movie. But by and large, I think it would be fair to say that for me, the director's cut of Superman the movie is a big, fat dud. You know, I'm just, I, I got no use for it, you know? And so flash forward to, uh, I mean, in some ways, yeah, it, it was kind of neat to see, you know, those extra scenes, but it's just that, 
I don't think that what we gained from those extra scenes is necessarily worth the price we paid to get them, which again is a, uh, a monkeyed with a movie, a fucked up uh, sound mix and all this other stuff. It's just, no, no thanks. I'll just give me the theatrical cut. And pretty much that was where I found myself. And I didn't even have the option really of watching the theatrical cut. And so I just, I was just stuck with the director's cut. And then 2006 rolls around and um, frickin' uh, as part of the big hullabaloo going on with um, uh, the uh, theatrical release of Superman Returns, Warner Brothers put together this incredibly fucking swank uh, uh, mega boxed set. It was like 10 DVDs or, or, or something like that. Full of all of uh, the Superman movies, plus um, the uh, Brandon Routh movie, and uh, you know, just like a virtual bevy of extras and all this other fun stuff. It's 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 a really nice box set, and you know, I, I don't know. I really liked it. Like in its time and in its place, it was great. You know, and wouldn't you know that set includes a a. It's basic. It, it's not truly the theatrical cut of the movie. It's really the director's cut of the movie that's been recut to line up with the theatrical cut of the movie, but whatever, close enough. Superman still has that. He doesn't have the aqua bodysuit in that uh, that damn shot. Uh, he's got uh, the regular blue suit, but you know what? Whatever. This is close enough. It's got the right sound mix. It's got the right. Uh, it's got otherwise the right footage, and so I'm. I'll compromise, and this is just going to be my cut of the movie, and pretty much. As I say, that's where I've been for all these years. And to tie it all back in with the entire point of this episode, a couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple of months ago, really at this point, Warner Brothers announced, again, for reasons that are mysterious to me, that they're going to release the extended cut of Superman the movie. And so I was kind of interested in that. You know, it's... Again, I mean, you know, the extended cut of Superman the movie isn't something that I've lost a whole lot of sleep over, you know, just over the years. Just hasn't happened, right? But I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to turn one's back on a, I can't even say a new cut, but a different cut of Superman the movie, you know? Or at least it's hard for me, you know, put it that way. Maybe there's somebody out there who can just easily walk away from that. I can't. And so I thought, hell yeah, let's do this thing, you know? And so the release date comes. I was expecting it to be on iTunes. And it wasn't. For whatever reason, the iTunes, either the iTunes release was delayed or else it's just really well fucking buried inside of iTunes. And you kind of have to know what you're doing in order to find it. But this is not an easy thing to do, boys and girls. And so, you know... I, I I built my guys. I mean, I'm not trying to be melodramatic here or anything, but I built my entire week leading up to this to to, to that particular Friday, because I was saving it for Friday, right? Which was payday anyway. So hey, extra money, order a pizza, maybe get some popcorn, and you know, uh, you know, get some bourbon. Man, this is gonna be great. You know, that was what my whole week was building up to, and no, don't get to do it. Couldn't find it on iTunes, or at least it wasn't on iTunes, or just whatever. And so I just was something other than a happy camper, you know? 
Now, a lot of you right now are probably thinking, but magnets, but magnets, why didn't you just go out and buy the fucking Blu-ray? Well, the reason I didn't want to go out and buy, buy the Blu-ray is because except for stuff like books, like stuff that I can read, I'm done, guys. I'm out. When it comes to, to physical media, I'm done. I don't want any more of this. You know, I mean, I don't have so much space in in my house that I can have all of this just all of this stuff, all of these CDs, all of these DVDs, all of these Blu-rays, all of that shit. I just, look, storage space, meaning like hard drives, that stuff's pretty cheap, all right? I can buy more hard drives. I can buy as many as necessary, right? But I can't really get more space at this point, right? I don't, and, and plus, I don't know, what is this, the 80s? I just, I don't want to buy physical media anymore. If I want something, I go out and I, well, I say I go out. I go into iTunes, I buy it, right? That's, that's how I do stuff. Now, a different segment of you, a different segment of you guys, you might be saying, but magnets, but magnets, when did you just fucking pirate it then? I don't want to pirate stuff, guys. I mean, look, I'm not trying to cast moral aspersions upon anybody else. If you pirate shit all the time, Look, whatever, that's between you and the law, all right, and your conscience, but it's just, I would just as soon send a message with my dollars. You know, I don't, I mean, nobody has an unlimited entertainment budget, right? And it's not really fair to society, to the people who who create, uh, you know, these these albums or these or, or, or these movies or, or uh, these film scores or, or, or just whatever. It's not really fair to them that I basically get all of their stuff totally for free, not even paying for it, you know? And so my attitude for, I'm not going to, well, whatever, for the, really, it's, it's been about the last two and a half years. For about the last two and a half years, if I can't afford to buy something, then I just don't get it. Right, it's that simple. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go out there and, and basically steal. Okay, because that's what I think it is. I think it's stealing. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, grandstand or anything like that. Because, and I know that this is probably pissing some of you off, but that's just the way I view it. If you have a different opinion, whatever. So I'm not on a just as a matter of principle and and I guess also preference. I'm not going to buy the Blu-ray. Okay, not happening. All right. And I for damn sure am not going to pirate this thing, okay? This too is not going to happen. So here again, I found myself in another enforced stalemate, all right? And then, as luck would have it, Steve Eunice, or somebody anyway, but I think it was Steve, uh, Steve Eunice from the SupermanHomepage.com uh, basically posted a little link on where, you, where it is that you can find the extended edition of Superman the Movie on iTunes, and, you know, you can just get it that way. And the the shtick of it is, you're not really buying Superman the movie, the extended cut. What you're actually buying is Superman the movie, the Richard Donner cut, and then, as an extra, they're throwing in Superman the movie, the extended cut, right? And it didn't actually, look, I don't know, maybe I just didn't think to search for it that way, or maybe it was just that fucking buried. I mean, look, the thing is, it, it, look, whatever. It just, it, it didn't occur to me. That's the point. Okay. Didn't occur to me. So finally, this is just a couple of weeks ago now, finally had a chance to sit down after all these decades and rewatch Superman, the movie, the extended cut for the very first time in decades. And guys, I got to tell you, you know, I, 
I hadn't seen Superman the movie in, I don't know, like who, who keeps track of stuff like that? I mean, or maybe somebody does, but I don't. Okay. And so it, it, it had been a long time now. I mean, yeah, you know, you see clips of it and shit on, on YouTube and you know, I, that's great, I guess, whatever. But in terms of like start to finish, I honestly cannot remember the last time I watched Superman, uh, the movie. It, it has to have been at least a year, maybe two or three years, but one year minimum, this I can swear to, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's like anything, you know, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. So, you know, there's, there's just the intrinsic cool factor of, yeah, you know, watching a, an, uh, like a special edition version of it, it's an extended cut, you know, and it's going to be big and all of this fun stuff. And then there's also just the, just the simple fact of, Hey, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time anyway. So this is a good thing to do. And so sure enough, uh, spin the movie and guys, it would be fair to say that in some instances, yeah, it, Stuart Baird and Richard Donner made the right choice in, in cutting some of those scenes out. Okay. It's, if you just look at things from a from a purely cinematic point of view, and especially in terms of like where cinema was, especially superhero cinema in the late 1970s, yeah, they made the right decision. You know, they were kind of pushing their luck as it was just with the theatrical cut. You know, so like I say, you know, they made a lot of a lot of smart decisions in cutting those scenes out of the movie. But Having said all of that, the scenes that were put back into the movie, not bad. You know, it really does kind of uh, deepen my enjoyment of the movie, my appreciation of it. And I, honestly, I mean, it really does benefit the characters. Now, there are certain things that we just need to get out of the way up front right now, you know. One of them is that all of the best-looking glory shots of Superman flying around, those were already in the theatrical cut, all right? And the reason I mention that is because, uh, guys, I am a, I'm a Superman fanboy, obviously, but I'm also a fanboy of Superman flying, okay? I love watching Superman fly. And... I was just looking forward to more of that specifically with Christopher Reeve, you know, and yeah, we do get a couple of more flying shots, but most of them are a little bit goofy. You know, there, I can understand why somebody would watch that and say, yeah, shit, we really screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, we're not going to use that in the movie, you know, it makes sense to me. And so still. Those extra little bits of Superman flying around, they're not so terrible. I mean, we're not talking like Superman 4 tier of awful. Uh, you know, they're just not as impressive visually as the flying shots in the movie that you guys are probably already familiar with, you know? So let's just get that out of the way up front. But having said all of that, it's not just, you know, the razzle-dazzle stuff that that benefits, <clears throat> Because there's an argument it doesn't really benefit all that much. But one of the things that definitely does improve, I think, in the movie is the characters. You know? I mean, yeah, these characters are, are they are iconic, right? And specifically, these performances are iconic. You know? I mean, it's almost like 
gilding the lily in some ways that, you know, how much better can it possibly get at this point, you know? But guys, I never noticed that Lex Luthor has a, he has a, a portrait of uh, Benito Mussolini in his little hideout. I never noticed that before. Maybe that's in the theatrical cut and I just somehow missed it my entire life, but I never really noticed that before. And that kind of says something. Well, actually, it definitely says something. I mean, it's not in there for no reason, but, you know, I guess like what you interpret from that, it could vary based upon the person. But, you know, I I still think that says something about Lex Luthor, that he looks back and think and thinks, man, Mussolini was awesome, you know? And I don't know. I mean, I guess I never really thought too too much about the Gene Hackman version of Lex Luthor's politics and like where he's coming from. I mean, I guess I would have figured if anything, like if he's, if he has politics at all, he might be coming a little bit more from sort of an Ayn Rand point of view, kind of libertarian maybe, you know, because, well, whatever, I'll scare, uh, I'll skip that stuff. Cause Hey, you know, all the things you're not supposed to talk about with people, right? Religion, politics, fight club, and the great pumpkin. So yeah, never noticed that before. Right. And I, I, in fact, now that I think about it, you know, it would probably be fair to say that Lex and or his henchmen, they're probably the main beneficiaries of all of these extended scenes and uh, extra scenes and added scenes and all of that stuff. And, you know, in the end, it actually does kind of, it does present, I think, a, a kind of like a a fuller portrait of who these people are, what they believe in, what they say, what they do, how they act, all that stuff, you know? And I, I mean, I'm not here, I'm not really here to tell you guys that, you know, uh, Superman, the movie, the extended cut, this is my new cut of the movie. I love it. And this is just amazing. You know, I think the theatrical cut at this point is probably going to always be my preferred cut of the movie. But, you know, guys, there's really no arguing that the extended edition of Superman the movie is definitely worth seeing. In fact, in a weird kind of way, just to talk about other Trinus Magnus Jabs reality shows I've done recently, I would almost want to compare it to the, the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, where this isn't really my opinion so much, but a lot of people believe that the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they're actually better than the theatrical cut. And uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm just, I am not ready to sign my name to that. You know, I'll give it some thought when it comes to Fellowship of the Ring, but the other two, not so much. So, but one of the things that the people who love the extended editions say is that it's not just that you get to spend more time in that world. It's that you see so much more of the world. You see so much more of the characters. You know, there's there's all these extra little touches that get thrown in, you know, stuff that you wouldn't have necessarily known or guessed if all you know is the theatrical cut, you know. And the thing that everyone keeps coming back to when it comes to the, the, the uh, extended editions of Lord of the Rings is specifically the extended edition of The Two Towers where Eowyn sings during uh, What's-His-Name's uh, funeral. And look, whatever. I mean, anyone who enjoys that scene... Well, I guess we're just going to have to uh, uh, agree to disagree on that one. But, you know, I nevertheless understand the point. You know, I understand what they're trying to say. You know, and I would say that a lot of those 
a lot of those same types of comments and sentiments, you can really apply them to Superman the movie, the extended cut as well, in as much as, you know, you really do spend a little bit more time getting to know these characters. Like an, a, a, a good example of what I'm talking about is the uh, the football scene. Now, the theatrical cut, it's already unclear what exactly is happening in the football scene. Is this football practice? Well, it seems like it is because, you know, you don't really see another team, you know. But the the extended cut kind of muddies the water even more, you know. It is this football practice? Okay, where's the other team? Or rather, is this a game? Is this a football game? Well, if it is, where's the other team? Is this football practice? Okay, why are they? Uh, why are the uh, Smallville High football players practicing on tackle dummies? You know, I mean, it, it's like it doesn't really make sense if this is an official football game, and it also doesn't really make sense if this is football practice. So what exactly is happening here? But when you move away from that, you know, there's a little bit of an extended scene between teenage Clark and teenage Lana. And you get the idea that she's not just being like friendly to him. She really is attracted to Clark. She's interested in Clark. You know, when she invites him to go up to uh, Mary Helen's to buy some records, would you like to come? She's asking, this is not really like a date date, but that's kind of where her mind is, you know, and that comes across a little bit more clearly in the extended cut. And you can also understand Clark is for like in the theatrical cut, he just immediately agrees. Yeah, sure. I'd love to go. That sounds great. But in the extended cut, he kind of has to hem and haw a little bit. It's like, he doesn't think he's supposed to do this. Ah, what the hell? Yeah, I'll do it. And you can you can kind of... I mean, you have to read between... Admittedly, you have to read between a lot of different lines here. But you could almost guess that, you know what? Maybe Martha and Jonathan didn't want Clark to have too much of a social life, at least right now. Because, hey, he's sitting on one hell of a secret. And God forbid anyone finds out about it. That's double plus ungood, isn't it? You know? So, you can... And, you know, it's not like anything like that's made explicit in the movie, but I'm just saying that, like, you could interpret that from the movie if you want, you know? And you you just get little extra bits like that. You know, stuff that... Look, guys, I know this movie like I know the back of my hand, okay? It's... This is, this is one of those movies that I've always had with me. It's always been there, you know? And... To see new angles on stuff, to see uh, just like new new things about this movie to, to, to enjoy and cherish and all of that, that's kind of a big deal for me, you know? Now, I've kind of talked down the Richard Donner cut of Superman the movie, and I'm going to do it again with another little uh, extended scene. There's a bit after Superman's first night on the job where he flies back to the Fortress of Sol uh, Solitude and uh, he and Vito just kind of chill out for a little while and they just kind of talk to one another, sort of man to man, you know? And this is this is one of those scenes that God, I just, I wanted to like. I wanted to like. 
this movie, or, or rather this scene, when I saw the uh, uh, the Richard Donner director's cut of Superman the movie, but it's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the musical, uh, the background music uh, that Donner just dropped in there. Maybe it's just the way that the scene was cut. I don't know, but it's just the way that it's presented in the Donner cut, no bueno, you know? Now, you get that same scene, generally, in the extended cut, but it, it has <clears throat> it has different timing to it, you know? And so, the timing of that scene that's used, like where the cuts are and how the scene, or rather, how all of the different footage and whatnot is arranged, I think it really is better, actually, in uh, the extended cut. You know, it's it just seems. I mean, because you actually felt, or at least I felt, a, a personal. I don't know. It's like you can just kind of relate to Superman a little bit, a little bit more in that moment. And I don't know. He. I just I, I just prefer it in the extended cut. Maybe that's all there is to it. Now, there are a couple of obvious gripes that people have about the extended cut. Man, people sure do a lot of walking in that movie. And it is true that you, you do have a lot of uh, prolonged sequences of people just wandering around sets. And obviously, or maybe not so obviously, what the Saul Kinds were up to was they wanted to put every single scene into the movie that they could possibly justify. And then to pad out the runtime, that extra little bit, they had extra scenes of people just fucking walking around. You know, and so yeah, that's an easy thing to gripe at, and I and look, I can even understand if, you know, that bothers some people. But overall, I mean, of all the things that you know are awesome about the extended cut of Superman the movie, nitpicking over all of those extra long walking scenes, it just doesn't seem. Guys, it's not like it's that long. You know, it's not like we're talking like hours and hours and hours of people just walking around. It's just a couple of extra seconds, really. And that's how I choose to look at it. So anyway, point is, I really dig it. You know, Superman the Cut, uh, or rather Superman the Movie, uh, the extended cut, I really dig it. And if you haven't picked it up yet, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's on iTunes or whether it's on Blu-ray or God help you through uh, some kind of pirating thing, I do recommend giving this movie a look. You know, it's, you know, for for any of you who are so familiar with Superman the movie as to have it burned into your brain, which I think kind of includes me at this point. There's a lot of new stuff. There are a lot of new surprises in this movie, but not in an obtrusive, uh, you know, CGI job of the hut kind of way. You know, it's definitely worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. And no, the extended cut is not my preferred cut of Superman the movie. That will always be the theatrical cut. But you know what? The the extended cut has a lot to recommend it. And I could picture having like an annual rewatch of it. So I don't know. Anyway, I dig it. And if you dig Superman the movie, odds are you already have the extended cut. But, but whatever. If you dig Superman the movie and for whatever reason you don't have the extended cut, get the extended cut. It's as simple as I know how to make it. So anyway... That's it for me uh, this time, so bye everybody. I'll see you in the next episode of Trinus Magnus Punches Reality.